say Kaddish. Yes. Yes? Yes. You're not even, you don't even have a Shiloh. It's definite. Well, I always have a Shiloh. <laughs> you believe that a woman should say Kaddish? Permissible. She could go into the men's section and start no. saying Kaddish. No, not in the men's section. Not in the men's section. From the women's section. Yeah, what do you think? I've seen different shoals do different things. So. You've seen shoals? So it's a, for a, it's a question for a It's a question for a gabai. Is a woman allowed to say Kaddish? <laughs> they do. I don't they do here, you're saying? Yeah. Here at all. Are they allowed? Why not? Why not? Barabim? Probably not. There's a sneeze factor, I would say. You're saying there's a lack of sneeze? Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. they could say it quietly with everybody else and just have mm-hmm. a mind, but. You're saying, so you're saying she can't be the only person saying Kaddish? Right. Do you think she could be the only one saying Kaddish? There's no men saying Kaddish? Could she be the only one saying Kaddish? No. No? You're saying she could join in. Yes. And let's say she's at her house and she has a minion there. Could she say Kaddish as the only one? Well, I don't know how it's supposed to hear what his voice is. And, and well, she's not exactly singing. Depends how much chazana she has. <laughs> but I don't know if you consider davening. Yeah, it depends on, you know, <laughs> it's chazanas or not. But I don't know if that's automatically considered kol isha. Kol doesn't just mean... You don't say it's not dibor isha that's forbidden. It's it's singing, so that's you know that may be a question. Okay, so you're of the opinion that you could do it, but not by yourself. Is that that's the consensus. Could you go into the men's section? You said definitely not. Go into the for what? To say gadish. Say gadish. Huh? Okay. Well, you don't have an official. We don't have an official minog here. If it would, then it would happen here. So. <laughs> uh, there are those that say that it's better for them to say it in there because if you're in the Eres Nashim, then you're in a separate room. Who said that you could you know respond to that that Kaddish? So how do they respond there? It's all the components. No, they could respond. You could respond by hearing, but for us to to she's like it's a davarship of kedusha that she's oh, initiating. If she, I'm saying, this is not when there's other people yeah. saying it. So she's the only one coming from this notion. Some say maybe it's better for her to go into the shul. So in COVID, when you find men in the ladies section a lot. That's only in COVID? I don't know. What? Okay, we'll see more about that. Okay, next question. So a person has yard site. What's the thing you say automatic automatically happens when you have yard site? What do you say automatically your rights are as a yard site? You get first rights. What about someone in Shloshim? Who gets first? Yard site or Shloshim? Yard site is automatic? Depends where. Depends where? What do you mean? Depends what city you live in? Yeah. It's a halacha. What's the halacha? I think the Rav has said halachically. Okay, so that's what you meant. Depends here, meaning you're saying really the halach is Shloshim should go first. He's arguing on you. He's arguing. I'm not. He's arguing on you. Just from what I think I remember the Rav saying once. I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But I we'll see. Um, okay, we'll see that oh, question. <laughs> It was a God by conference. Right. <laughs> okay. 
So now you're the chazin. This is not really a question about avilus, but it's a question anytime you're a chazin. You're the chazin, and you daven nusach svard, and you're an Ashkenazil. So they want to daven nusach svard here? You daven nusach svard? Gedalia. The chassid. <laughs> are you saying, um, are you saying, uh, uh-huh. so if you're daven nusach svard and you're the chazin, and an Ashkenazil, or the opposite. I had this in Columbus. It was a Svard shul, but I have an Ashkenaz. So I changed my minog when I was there because I was like part of the shul. I felt like it was, you know, I should dive in like the shul. So for three years I became Svard. But let's say you're just a guest in a Svard shul and you have an Ashkenaz. And you're the Chazin because you have Yartzai. Or just because you want to be Chazin and you're in the mood. Okay, Avi, this is a very good question for you. Avi, you have an Ashkenaz or Svard? Ashkenaz. Idu Tamizrach. Svardi? Ashkenaz. Is that what we're You have an Ashkenaz. Ashkenaz. You're not Svardi. No. I got you Who's confused with Avi Dam for a second. No wonder. <laughs> so, so, Avi, you're davening, you're in a, in a Svardi shul. Okay? Or a Hasidic Stiebel. You've been to Hasidic Stiebel in, in mm-hmm. Queens. Mm-hmm. Do they have anything like that? Nesach mm-hmm. Svard? So you're the Chazin. You're the Chazin. What is Kabbat? That's they do the they do a nusachari, which is the rizal, but it's basically nusach svard. Nusach svard sounds like svardi, but it's exact circumstance. Okay, so you're davening for the Omod and chabad. Okay, what nusach do you daven? Do you daven their nusach or your nusach? If you're leading or if you're you're the chazan, you're the chazan. Probably the nusach of the. That's not a question. Of course, you're not gonna. They're gonna throw apples at. They're gonna throw tomatoes at you if you say a different nusach. But that's not my question. My question is, you're silent, Shmona Esrei, when you're the Chazin. You think they're Nosach? No. Yeah. You're the Chazin. You, but you're saying it quietly. It's a Hachana. It's a Hachana? Yeah. We had this in Binghamton a lot. Like the Rav there at least told us, you have to dive in the Nusach, the Shul. So this is a very good question for Gedalia. Gedalia? Davening for the Amud or everybody? If you're davening for the Amud. For the Amud. Even, yeah. the, even your own personal Shmona Esrei. Really? He said that if you go somewhere else... This is a question for you. Every you time you dive for the Almond, do you dive in the... I feel like I get both. Well, <laughs> you get, you're get. saying you get smart <laughs> and Ashkenaz. Well, we've been of a das and... and uh, uh-huh. uh, what do you call it? Uh, the the Lubavitchers told, yeah. told us that by them... They would never They would never dare say Ashkenaz. Unless they are Shliach Tzibor. And only the public one, not the private one. Right. Okay, so we'll discuss that question a little bit more. Okay, but the first question we're going to discuss tonight is what is the halacha about um, a child saying Kaddish and a woman saying Kaddish? Okay, so let's open, we don't really need to open up. Before we open up, it's going to be on page, what page is it going to be on? Page, there's no Shulchan Aruch, it's just halacha like um, from the different present day poskim. We're going to start at page 69. Okay, and the question is what is the halacha about a child? The halacha is a child does say Kaddish. A child does say Kaddish. Did you know that? A child... Well, you've had it here? But when there's no one else saying Kaddish. You have no one else saying who's an adult saying Kaddish. A child is obviously Kaddish. You say a mean to him. And listen to this. The Ramah says that's why they instituted Kaddish. Kaddish was instituted for a Yasum. Not... I said that wrong. Not to say that's why they instituted it. That's why they instituted for a mourner to say Kaddish was, like we said before, what's a higher level than saying Kaddish? Davening. 
davening for the Ombud is greater level of zechus uh, for the ilu neshama for the parent. But they instituted, they instituted kaddish for the Ramah says for those that don't know the davening or for a child who can't lead the tefillah, can't be the chazan. So really, that's the whole reason why the, the kana of kaddish being given to the to the mourners. Okay. So it would apply even, some say, even if he hasn't reached the age of Chinuch, then he could even say Kaddish there, or he shouldn't be the only one saying Kaddish if he hasn't reached the age of Chinuch. Okay? Now, this is the big question we're going to discuss. What about women are they allowed to say Kaddish? Okay? Avi, you missed this question. What do you think? Are women allowed to say Kaddish? Probably silently. Silently. Meaning, so their voice should not be heard. That's what you mean. I don't think they should be the only like if there's no one else oh, in the show. So you're saying depend, you're saying depends. She should say it along with everybody else. She could say it with other us. So I'm talking about a case. Let's say, you know, let's say there's five brothers and one sister. Five brothers and one sister. So there's definitely no need for her to say Kaddish, right? Because there's five brothers, right? There's plenty of people saying Kaddish for the father that passed away. But let's say there's zero brothers and one sister. She's the only one going to say Kaddish. Mm-hmm. She's the only one. There's no one else to say Kaddish. Still say shouldn't. You said yes. You said you're not sure. You said it depends if there's. A, you said no. And you're saying it depends if there's other people. Okay. So let's see. So the Pisgah Chuvas brings from the Chavas Yair that says before this is before we get to the paper um, that that Meikar Hadin Meikar Hadin a woman can say Kaddish. What's wrong with a woman saying Kaddish? However, the Chavas Yair says that's a breach in the Minog. The minog has never been for women to say Kaddish. It's not brought in the Shulchan Aruch. It's not brought in the Esfarim. And therefore, it's not appropriately uh, not appropriate to say Kaddish. The Chavajar that says that you can, theoretically, but says it's not proper because it's not the minog, was talking about a woman in her home saying Kaddish with a minion. It wasn't in Shul. So there, we don't even see that he's that anything about that yet. Okay, so let's go to number 17, the Yalka Yosef, Ravad Yosef. You would think Ravad Yosef, he's answering this question for a lot of non-religious Jews in Israel. All the Sfarim are asking their question. You would think he's going to be very lenient. Let's see. Mish, this is 17. Mish on page 69. Misha He only has daughters. Okay, if they're sons, there's no question. There's no need for the daughter to do it. They're sons. There's no sons. You think he's like this lenient rabbi. He finds every kula. He says, women should not say Kaddish. Even in their house. Even if you have a minion in your house, girls should not say Kaddish. You should not do that. So what do you do? There's no sons. What do you do? It's better to hire someone else to say Kaddish for your for your father's neshama than have a daughter, a girl, say Kaddish. Even if the father writes in his last will to have his daughter say Kaddish for him, because there's no son, she should not listen to him. Wow, have you ever heard such a strong words from Ravad Yosef? He says you should protest if a woman starts saying Kaddish. Because of reform. It sounds like he's being very strict for what he concludes with. He's concerned that this that's being done is against the Minog 
and where he's concerned, not that there's theoretically, he doesn't even say any prohibition, he's just saying that it's a breach in Sneas, it's not as modest as, he, as it should be, and this is what the reform movement is all about. Taking things in the Torah that's always been done, and saying it's not really usur, could you say it's really forbidden? No, not, there's no like explicit thing, but it's not Sneas, and therefore you should protest against it, do what they've always done, hire a man to say Kaddish. Okay, that's Ravad Yosef. Pretty strict. Let's continue on with the Gesher Chaim. And he says, I'm just reading the underlying part, If she's under 12, there's a lot of places that allow her to say Kaddish. She's under 12. Others do not let her, even if she's under 12. And then he says, Baskidola, Lamarshan Kol, Kol says, same thing. If she's over 12, we would never allow her in any situation to say Kaddish um, above 12. Okay? Now let's go to number 19. Number 19 is Hapardis, is Rav Hinkin. Rav Hinkin says, Le'in Hatsashel Kaddish Lubas, Ima Bas Tavol Small Bazar's Nashim. The lady, the girls, the daughter's coming, the daughter, her father passed away, comes to Ezra's Nashim, the Tachshar Maiseb Kedusha Shabbos, and she's a very holy lady. She keeps Shabbos, Kashras, she keeps kosher, Tahara, she has Taras Mishpacha, Sneas, which is Shekol Zahim Ikrim. She's not, we're not talking about someone who's a reformed person who's trying to go against the Torah. This is a legitimate from lady. She's very from. She wants to say, the Kaddish in front of the Nashim is Mashomer Kaddish Reis Kanasa Shal Nashim Efshar Sheink Peta. He says if there's other Kaddish being said in the room, and she's in the Edras Nashim, and she's a from lady, she wants to do what's right. There's no problem. Efshar, possibly there's no problem. He doesn't say you should. He says Efshar that you're allowed. There's no problem. But if she's coming with inappropriately dressed. And she's not coming because she's a holy lady and she wants to say Kaddish because of that, but rather she just wants to do it in a non sneeze way with her voice. Someone mentioned called Isha, and she's wearing all this non sneeze clothing. That's the opposite of the whole purpose of Kaddish, which is to sanctify Hashem's name. This is the opposite. This is actually a pain for the person that passed away. It doesn't help them at all. So basically, the Rav Hankin is saying, there is a limitzchus. There is something they could do. They could do is they could go to the Azra's Nashim, do it in a private way, not public like like um, coming into the shul and making a whole scene and not dress sneistically. That would be problematic. But for them to say Kaddish, with men there, there's no kapeda. Efshar she'in kapeda. We're not makbed if they do that. It's okay. Doesn't say you should. He says, it's okay. Okay, so... That is generally what you see a lot. Um, I would say 99% of the times you see it, it's going to be out of town. You're not going to see this so much in, you're not going to see it at all in New Jersey, like in Lakewood. Um, but yeah, I guess you probably would see it in some modern Orthodox communities, I'm sure, um, in the New York area as well. But it's generally not the accepted minog, too. But Rav Hankin says there's no problem she wants to. There's no problem she wants to. Let's see what Ramosha says, okay? Ramosha finds Dean in 20. 
says the following. Listen to Ramosha says, so fascinating. He's not talking about this question. He just happens to be, brings it in Agav. He says, throughout the history of the Jewish people, there have always been poor ladies that actually walked into the shul to collect money during davening. And he doesn't say during davening. He says, L'Kabal Tzedakah. But then he says, O Avela Lomar Kaddish. Or, a lady walked into say Kaddish during davening. He says, it's not so simple that this could be done. But he's talking about walking into the shul. Right? So maybe Adosh not be better. Ramosha does not say it's definitely Usr. He says, You see, no one's really beside Ravadi says it's definitely Usr. But even those that are saying that it's permissible, everyone says Ramosha says it's permissible. Even Ramosha that says it's permissible, he says, it's always been done. There's a lot of things that are, you know, connect. Uh, are, are the shell is not pasha, and he says, Ian, if you could be lenient in this case." Yeah. He's not concerned that it's a reform thing. He's concerned that the reform are going to take over, and if we try to do things that are not reform but are anti the minug, that's going to allow other things. That reform does, which is anti the minog, to 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 get stronger. Let me rephrase it. Then. Yeah, he's suggesting here that it might even not be completely against the minog. It's always been done, even if it's not. Yeah, so it's in, yeah. Ramosha is saying it's not against the minog. Right. He might be saying it's not preferable minog, but it's not necessarily the actual minog. Right. Which seems to counter a lot of the other things that we just read. Right. So you're saying how can it, it sounds like there's a contradiction between right. what is the minog or not. What is what what have they been doing? Ramosha is clearly not saying this is the minog as if this is the proper thing. Mm-hmm. He's saying there just were always some people that did that. It's the same thing here. Would you say the minog here is that women say Kaddish? No, you're not gonna say that the minog here is they do. You're gonna say that sometimes a woman comes and says Kaddish and no one stops her. No one's mm-hmm. gonna say that's the minog to say Kaddish. You could say that this is what happens here. No person got up and said this cannot continue. We weren't like Ravavadio and says, you have to st- and, and try to stop them. We're allowing it because we're relying on basically Rav Hinkin, Svara, and Ramosha saying that people came in. But I don't think, you, Adam, that you could say that it's strong enough to say, this is the minog that we do this. Right? It's not like I, if anyone asks me a Shiloh and says, Should, uh, is, is the minog here for women to say Kaddish? I would not say no. I would say no, the minog is not to say Kaddish. If you ask me, can I say Kaddish? I would say, why do you want to say Kaddish? She says, there's no one else to say Kaddish for. It means a lot to me. I will say, depending on the person, I would say, depending on the person who it is, I would say, there is what to rely on if you do it with other men in a, in a Tzniyas way. Would I say it? Would I recommend it? Probably not. Probably not. What would a Tzniyas way be? What Tzniyas way be? That you're not being so loud that everyone hears you. Besides you're not doing it with the... But you're doing it, and, and that you're not alone. You're not doing it as the only Kaddish. Right. And um, and you're not bringing attention to yourself in a non-sneas way. If you're not dressed like that's what he says. If you're not dressed sneas and you're trying to bring attention to yourself, but also um, I would say another thing is that it's very difficult if you're trying to say um, kaddish for a year. It's very difficult to say kaddish if you're a woman every single minion. Right. So you're likely going to be missing minyanim. Right. So definitely it's better to hire someone who's going to do it every time because then. Uh, More likely that that's the, at least, right. Even if you right, even though you feel like you want to help your father personally, um, but it, it, you want to make sure that you do it every time.
Okay, the Kitzer in 21 says one more thing. He says, You think the davening is important? You think the Kaddish is important? It's important, but it's not the Iker. It's not the main thing. The main thing is that the children follow the Torah. They go on the straight path. They follow the straight path. You want to do something good for your father's neshama? It's not about diving for the Ahmad. It's not about saying Kaddish. It's not about, you know, um, um, it's not about how much tzedakah you give. It's being a good Yid. Being the best Yid you could be, that's the greatest um, 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 zikoy, the greatest uh, merit for the father's neshama, for the parent's neshama, is to go in the ways of the Torah. Okay. So now, you want to hire someone, you want to get someone else to say Kaddish for you. There's no daughter. There's no sons, let's say, or um, the children aren't from, and they're not going to say Kaddish. So you want to hire someone to say Kaddish for your relative, whatever it is. So can I just go over to someone who's saying Kaddish and say, can you say Kaddish for my relative? And that works? What do you have to do? What do you have to do? Do you have to do something? Mm-hmm. This is what you do, right? You're in this business, right? You're in this business. You say Kaddish for people. I'm on the receiving end. I'm asked. You're asked. So, so as long as you just say yes and they're good to go, that's the end? That's what I've been doing. That's what you've been doing. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what you should do. The Pnei Baruch says, in 22 on page 71, There's plenty of people that don't have relatives to say Kaddish for them. You should hire someone you should hire someone to say Kaddish. You know what's very interesting? You would think you're doing someone a favor, right? Do it for free. Help them out. It's more of a schus if you pay them. You should actually pay them money to do it. Why? Because when you pay them money, then there's much more of a connection to the person that passed away. It's sort of like you're my shliach, you're my messenger through this money. It's not even tzedakah. It's not even tzedakah. It's, uh, it's not that you're giving tzedakah. It's you're giving to the actual person. Now, he could donate to tzedakah or he could say I'm giving it to the shul, but there's an actual concept. Now, I'm not saying, um, doctor, that you should go and tell the people I'm only doing it if you pay, but the truth is it's better for their, you know, for their father's neshama or mother's neshama is if you are actually hired to do this. Someone just asked me this question, and I said there's two minhagim. One minhag is to hire the person, and one is to hire a shul or yeshiva to do it. You know, they give money to a shul or yeshiva, and then the shul or yeshiva is then goes ahead and um, gets someone to say Kaddish for you, right? But it's like the deal is with the shul or yeshiva. So I was, it was interesting. I thought maybe here we do that, but we don't. Really, there's no, right? There's no, the shul doesn't have... Like you could call up the shul and say, "Will can we? See, is there someone to say kaddish, or we'll give a donation to the shul?" So we don't do that, right? It's we, you know, it's called Rabbi Mistavsky does it, and um, and Dr. Weissman, anyone else? Uh, maybe Garrison, maybe Gershon. Uh, he might do it for. So I don't know if he does it for people. Maybe he does, or he has like people in mind. I don't know. But the point is that that if it's not through the shul, then you should actually. It's uh, the best thing would be that that you would actually pay money. They actually have, they have now for um, Chayelim that were killed. Say Kaddish for yeah. them. Yeah. Say Kaddish for them. Yeah. Like, they have like, yeah, um, Rebats, the guy who's there, Larry. Rebats. The tall guy from Israel came with his wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. M
He said cash or someone. Yeah, that they have. Uh huh. They're looking for for five like five hundred people to wow say, wow wow. 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 Because they don't have families. Yes. Huh. Is it so simple to volunteer to do something like that? I'm not sure if there's any halachic purpose of saying Kaddish if you're a random person. Right. Because right. what's your connection to them? I mean, look, he does say, look, he says, You say, in the beginning of the day, all the Kaddishes that I say will be for this person's neshama. I don't know if you have to say the words or maybe think it, but the point is that it has to be somehow connected. So I guess there is a purpose, even if you're not being hired. The hiring makes it that you're much more connected. But if you just start saying Kaddish for someone, at least if you have them in mind, maybe it will do something. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, the interesting is what's the next thing it discusses? What happens if you're saying Kaddish anyways? Are you allowed to get Chaparain another person at the same time? Um, you see, some people are very mocked, but they don't want to do it for anyone. They're they're saying college for their father. I'm not going to say it for someone else. So um, it's not so simple. So if you do, you're allowed to. If you take the money and like you do something for your father's neshama with that money, the postman says. So it's you know it's mm-hmm. these are not so just simple. Like you just say college for twelve people. If you're saying for your father as well. If you're saying for other people, um, that may be different. Okay. Um, Interesting question. This is we're not really going to focus on at all. We'll just quickly mention the question is why why are we saying Kaddish all together? Is that what it's supposed to be? Are we supposed to all say Kaddish together? Or is it supposed to be each person says Kaddish individually? If you look at the halacha, it used to be in the Shulchan Aruch, it's very clear, only one person says Kaddish. You don't have all the people say Kaddish. The proper things, one, and they would divide the different, they would have a halachic order of who's Who's in Shiva, who's in Shloshim, who has Yardzai, and figure out who should be the one saying Kaddish. And if there's this Kaddish and then someone else has the second Kaddish, what's going on? Why are we all saying it together? So a lot of shuls, um, the, the, I think the Yekish, Yekish shuls maybe still do. I know a very famous Rabbi Lef, Rezav Lef and Moshe Matisio, only his, his shul, only one Kaddish. Um, there still are some shuls, but it, we're all relying really on this Pisgah Tshuva that says that um, we don't want to bring machlokas, and if one person is going to do it, it's going to cause machlokas because people are going to be upset that they didn't get to say Kaddish, um, and that's why we do it together. Okay? That's that. Okay. Now, let's go on to order of davening. Okay? So let's go to 23, the Baralacha. The Baralacha says, Chamisha Chalukim Bamiras Kaddish. There's five different groups of people in saying Kaddish. Okay, we don't really have it in regards to Kaddish because we all say Kaddish together. So you're always going to be able to say Kaddish. But at least in regards to who's the Chazin. There's Ben Shiva, someone who's in Shiva. Ben Shloshim, someone who's in Shloshim. Ben Shnei Master Chodesh, someone who's in their 12 months for their father's um, year, of the father's year of uh, passing away. The Yom Havsaka, have you ever heard of this? What? Do we mean practically 11 months or even if... Well, let's see, what's Yom Havsaka is the day a person stops saying Kaddish after 11 months. Okay. That is a, a tier in the level of Kaddish. And then Yardzai. A person has... A, if I would ask you, why are you saying Kaddish? If I would ask you, why are you saying Kaddish? What would you say? You're saying Kaddish for, for your father's neshama, right? That's not what he says. He says the Kaddish is for you're in a dangerous situation. You're in a dangerous situation. Have you ever heard this? 
you're in a dangerous situation when a person's has passed, someone passed away, their family. You have a bad mazel or something. So it's actually a protection for you. That's the bare halacha. The Chavetz Chaim says. Why do we say? Why do we not say for twelve months then, and eleven, based on that? Good question. Good question. Very good question. Um, it could be that would only apply for the shiva and the shloshim. That part is mm-hmm. there's no question. Right. What everyone says that's his chus for the neshama of the father. But there's, there's no a question. Time where you are but you also that need it, and that's why the shloshim uh-huh. we're going to say in a second comes before a yard site. If you're in Shiva, you need a lot of mercy. You need a lot of merit. Someone's in their 30 days. They need a lot of mercy as well. Why is the Yartzeit say Kaddish? Why is the Yartzeit Daven for the Amun? What's so special about a Yartzeit? Why does he get all these things? Two reasons. Either because he has a lot of bad mazel on that day. He has bad luck that day. It's a day of bad mazel. It's a scary day for him. His father passed away. His mother passed away. Bad mazel. You need a Daven for the Amun. You need to be a say Kaddish. Or there's a concept of on the day the person passed away that you would do a um, daven for them and their neshama could have an aliyah based on that. That's a, we're more familiar with this. Okay, so that's the those th- in the first twelve seven or thirty days though there's an additional reason it seems that you want extra protection. Very interesting. Yom Hafsaka. Did you ever hear of this? The day you stop saying kaddish, day 11, 11 months from the day the person passed away, that's when you stop saying kaddish, right? There's a requirement for you to say Kaddish. I'm sorry, for you to be the one who says Kaddish. We don't. We all say Kaddish together. So there's a requirement for you to be the Chazan. You have the first rights to be the Chazan when you're when you're the when you're finishing up your 11 months. Okay, because you're it's your last chance. You don't. What? It's, it's a little confusing. Down that the Yom of Sukkah is 11 months. That's halacha, yeah. Since you do it a month early, he gets this last extra time. What were you saying? I've been assuming that this was actually in order. Oh, it's not even in order. It's not even in order. Right. It's not in order. Is that correct? It's not in order. So where is Yom Masaka? Yom Masaka comes before Shnei Masar Chodesh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, then the Mishnah we're going to skip really talks about if you're a guest. This is interesting for a Gabbai to know. Really, if you're a guest, you don't have right over someone that is lives there, even if you're a higher level of Chiyuv. I say someone has yard site. And theoretically, if someone has yard site and comes around right town, you do not have to give him it, even if you're an other. I think I had that situation. But we're very nice nowadays, and we say, oh, someone's a yard site, like, we're not going to deny him. Even though, halakhically, the person that lives in that town really has the right to Mishnah Baruch says. Okay, we'll um, try to go a little quick, quicker here, try to feel more things. Um, of course, you don't want to cause Chalashem. Pnei Baruch says, if there's any fighting because of who should be the Chazan, there's nothing worse for the neshama. And an interesting thing that I saw is that don't think for a second if for whatever reason there's two people that need to say Kaddish and, to, to be the chazan and you're not the chazan. No, don't make a separate minion. But don't think, don't think for a second that you don't get the schus if you are mevater. It's the opposite. You get the schus as if you're the chazan without being the chazan if you allow someone else to do it. If it's obviously if it's proper, only if it's proper. If they're 
you know, stealing it from you. I mean, I, if they're stealing it from you, also you should not. You should have let him steal it from you. You shouldn't make a fight about it. But um, that's not something you should be concerned about. That you're not going to get that Your neshama, father's neshama is not going to have, have a Leah because of it. It's not like that at all. Okay. Now this question about Ashkenaz and Sfar will end with this: A person who's davening Nusach Ashkenaz and he goes to a Sfar Shul and he's the Chazin. What should he do? So the Pnei Baruch in 23 says, you should do what you generally do, not like Binghamton. Not like Binghamton. Not like Binghamton. Not like Binghamton. However, however, Ramosha Feinstein, Ramosha Feinstein, the famous Ramosha Feinstein, the Moshe says, like Binghamton, Ramosha says that the halacha is, if you're the Chazin, in your silent Shmona Esrei, you daven Ashkenaz, you're at a Svar Shul, daven Svar in the silence, one asked, because it's a hachana, because it's preparation, you need to prepare correctly. Now, others say that Ramosha was talking about then, maybe there weren't as many siddurim, maybe people weren't so familiar. If you have a sitter, do you really need the preparation? It's a question of that's the lumdis behind it. Does it mean like an actual preparation, you need a prep? Or is it that like the initial tefillah is really part of, as the chazan, you're still the chazan, even for the silent part, it might not be so simple, but Ramosha says that the minog is not like Binghamton. That's for sure. The minog is that a person who's a chazan in a nusach svar shul could say his silence when asrei nusach ashkenaz. You could say your nusach. You could say your nusach. When you're say, obviously anything you're saying aloud, if you're a chazan, of course you need to say with the nusach of the tzibur. But your own silence when asrei, you could say your personal nusach. Um, there's a few other things. Grandchildren, could they say Kaddish? For a grandfather? Not could they, should they? The Pesachet Shuva says that they could, and there's an Indian too. However, if the parents are alive, there's a problem with saying Kaddish without the parents' um, Rishos. This is actually interesting. There's no problem with saying Kaddish for a grandparent if the father or mother are still alive as long as they give you permission. It's just something you have to ask the Russian anymore. My father, uh, my grand, I guess my great-grandmother passed away, and my father asked his parents, who were, you know, not fully religious, or not religious, um, if he could say Kaddish, because he wanted, you know, he wanted to say Kaddish for them, for he, and, and his parents were alive, and they said, sure, you know. They say, wow, that's so nice. Um, so he did that. But um, generally, we would not do it unless there's permission and they're okay with it. There's also an Indian for a son-in-law. Obviously, this is only if there's no sons to do it, then there would be an Indian for a grandchild or for a son-in-law to do it. Not a requirement, but that would be an Indian. Okay, we'll stop here for tonight.